Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to BadlandsFood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. And we have a fun show for you guys today. Before we get started, let's say hi to everybody. Starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hi, everybody. And Jimmy, I'm out of I'm out of set. Look, the yeah. camera's too far to the uh, right. You have to move it a bit. Just move over to me. No, I'm not going to move over. The camera move. I'm a star. <laughs> Uh, the star doesn't move. The camera moves. Well, we have to move it in a second because, like, it's... Uh, well, my little doggy poo. Look at my little cute doggy poo. Isn't he sweet? My five-pound little... Sit your fat ass down. The people can't see the dog. Well, what do you want me to do? I'm trying to... Oh, it's got to do it right now. Look, my little poo-poo. Now it doesn't work. God dang it. So you screwed everything up. You. That's because you're fat. Yes, you are. You're a tubby. Which I, now you're going to sit on your mic. It may never stop. If you sit on that mic, you'll be smiling the rest of your life. No. Look at my little. Can you poopy. see us or not? Uh, I'm scalping you guys now. Now I see all your lower regions. We can see up your shorts and everything. So we need to point the camera a little bit higher. All right. My shorts match my shirt. Is green and toe. that? Perfect. That's all right. I'm, now I'm, oh, my head's cut off now though. Yeah, because oh. you have no head. Oh. Not, you're good. Uh, you're I know, a delay. If you're watching yeah, on YouTube, there's a delay. Yeah, there's a delay on YouTube. Ten second delay. Yeah. All right, everybody, so now we're going to say hi to everybody else, starting off with our fabulous, the fabulous Scotty J, who's in Philadelphia. Thought you were going to say me. What's going on, gentlemen? You said me already? 
<laughs> but I didn't hear you say me. Say me again. <laughs> okay. We got the cool, outrageous no, man no, about town, good, Ron not, Russell. That's not good enough. Oh, well, we Scotty got Scotty got outrageous. I didn't get outrageous. I said, just said cool, outrageous man about town. What do you want? You got to do more. No, okay. The most fabulous, cool, greatest performer, most gorgeous creature on the planet, Ron Russell. Okay, and then we've also got the fabulously beautiful Danielle at the W4CY Studios. She's not so beautiful. I'm prettier than her. Hi, Danielle. Now you have to say, Ron Russell, the beautiful. Okay, let's just go. Come on. Hello. No. Hi, Danielle. How are you? I'm good. And, Ron, you are beautiful than I am. So are you, Danielle, but I'm prettier. Yes, you are. Actually, the chat room says you're great here on Ron Russell. So we got a tons of people in the chat room. What's up, everybody in the chat room? Let's say hi to Twism White Peace, B. Claudia from Germany, Cindy Lady Lake from Lady Lake Music, uh, Eileen Shapiro, Teresa Sabin, she's in Florida. Um, I'm not sure who else is there because it's moving kind of fast. But what's up, everybody? We got a fun show for you guys today. We have actor and fitness guru Jason Finney coming on the show, and then we have comedian Or Mash. Coming on the second half of the show. In the meantime, it's been a long week, and we've done all kinds of fun things. What? Why do you shake your legs all the time? I don't just because I do. But you know what that does? It shakes the sofa, shakes the set, and we look like we're in an earthquake. That's okay. We're in California, so no we thunder could be. thighs. Thunder thighs. You want to? I don't those, have thunder thighs. You want to keep those? I'm going to put walnuts between your legs. <laughs> I could crack them. No. Keep your knees. Keep your knees still, please. Oh, backpack John is also in the chat room. Sorry, backpack John. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Anyway, Twism, Twazil, uh, White Peace. I love that name. Twa, twaz, you know what a Twaz is, a Twazil. Twazil, White Peace. He's a piece of white Twaz. And he has a new album coming out called I Dreams to thank Reality. Him. I want to thank you, Twaz, for all your loving, caring, concerning on Facebook about the loss of my dear friend, Tony Boris. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, Tony passed away a few days ago. So... For everyone out there who was kind of wondering what happened, uh, unfortunately, now you know. There you go. So Tony is gone, and we appreciate everybody and all the all the love and prayers they showed us and showed Tony. And uh, I guess that's it. Not a whole lot else we can do. We'll miss him. Oh, that's for sure. Absolutely. So, um, uh, okay. <laughs> My feet are caught in the wire. If I got up now, I'd kill myself. I'd fall down. And look at this. Jimmy, you got to do something with these wires. Why don't we have remote everything? Because I don't have make remote everything. Well, why don't we invent remote? <laughs> okay, invent it. I think we should just like be sitting here speaking and hearing without these things in our ears or a microphone in our hand. Oh, well. So also Meg Ruddick is in the chat room. She, everybody's saying sad. Meg, Meg, my darling, my sweet Meg, who I love. Kisses to you and hugs to Alan. Thank you, Meg, for your caring. And B. Claudia, everybody, everybody's in B. there. B. Claudia, so. thank you also for your wonderful prayers and, and condolences from Germany. And, uh, and, and I everybody also, else that I'm missing. If I'm, yeah, not, name, wanna, he's not, if I'm not naming you all one by one, it's because it's only a two-hour show. And you came in by the thousands. So thank everyone. everyone I, I, think. I also want to thank B. Claudia. She made a very fun new promo video for, for the launch of Jimmy Starr's World, you guys. And... Uh, Jimmy Star's World, we're doing like uh, all like celebrity gossip news, movies, films, stuff that happens with Ron and I, uh, the Jimmy Star Show, World Star PR. The website is jimmystarsworld.com. She did a fabulous little video, and I want to thank everybody because we launched the, 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 the uh, website three days ago, and when we started our Alexa rank, 
which ranks how popular a website is. There's 1.8 billion websites in the world. We started out at 7 million, and in three days we went from 7 million to 1.6 million. So that means a, a zillion people had to like hit the site. So thank you so much, everybody. I appreciate it, and we're going to try and get it up to compete with those Perez Hiltons and all those kind of people. So please keep clicking on it. It's jimmystarsworld.com, and B, thank you so much for uh, making that beautiful video. Now, your legs are shaking again. You know what that's a sign of? Lack of sex. Okay. You so really need open to... your legs. No, no, no. Don't get <laughs> smart. Oh, open, your, open your mouth. Open my, open my legs. You, you, that's a sign of masturbation. That's what they used to say years ago. If you shake your leg, you are masturbating. I'm serious. Look it up. Look up. Everyone out there, please. Scott, have you ever heard of that? You're a guy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. No, seriously, <laughs> go online, go to any psychiatric site and find out what the shaking of a leg is. It's a form of masturbation. I learned that years ago, like 40, 50, 70, 30, 100 years ago, I learned that. Actually, you know what? I used to do that all the time, you know, back when I was more athletic than I am now. And I think it's just a uh, indication of a lot of pent up unreleased energy. No, it's masturbating. Or like restless leg syndrome. Yeah, it could be restless leg syndrome, but Twism no, says not. his legs shake all the time, it's, too. It's a form of masturbation. Please, somebody, go look up a shrink and find out if I'm right or wrong, because I know I'm right. Twism <laughs> says his legs shake all the time, and he's got a big white piece, so it could be a masturbation thing. <laughs> That's too much information, Twism. <laughs> little too much information is dr ruth still around i think we need to get dr she ruth lives it, she lives in the bronx <laughs> she still lives in the same apartment i knew dr ruth in new york years ago she's a nice little jewish lady uh, uh from the jewish theater almost uh yiddish theater uh she's fabulous and she lives in a tiny apartment in the bronx in new york surrounded by murderers killers and uh violent people yes yeah, she's still alive everybody but she lives with the rifle and, and a bazooka. Her neighborhood's rough, let me tell you, where she lives, unless it's regentrified itself. But a couple of she years ago, like 10 or 20 years ago, it was called the uh, bombed out Bronx, you know, where everybody burnt the buildings down and blew them up. Uh, it's a Jewish area off of Concord. I forgot the name of it. Yes, but she's still alive and she's still a funny lady. Yeah, I flew, I flew with her, you know, once from LA to New York. We sat next to each other and chatted. Okay, you look very tan. Well, that's that shit I spray on my face. Okay. You gotta, like, love it. So, you guys, we saw two no, great... No, I have to... Now that I've mentioned it, I have to call my friend Danae Montague King and tell him that I'm giving him a free commercial. <clears throat> but, folks, I use this, and I love it. I just sprayed on before the show. It's called Water... Wetter... Not water. Wetter than Water. You spray your face with it, and your face feels sticky, gluey. Then suddenly your face starts to tighten up a bit, and it gives you the most beautiful sheen and glow. And you look like you've been in the sun. with It's just wonderful crap. Not crap. It's wonderful stuff. <laughs> yeah. I call everything crap. I know. My friend Danae is going to have a breakdown. But uh, I love it. I, I use all of DMK products. I use nothing else. And, um, you know, I don't get paid for talking about it but i love this wetter than water it really works try it you gotta like love it what and i do i do? spray it on before the show because you know we're under very hot lights and the lights tend to dry you out 
uh, and then your face gets all scaly and, and holes, and you look like an old seashell. Do you? You never it, look like an old seashell. No, you because I spray, I moisturize, I take care of. So, you have to take care of your skin. Don't interrupt me, you little twerp. No, go ahead, little I'll twerp. What's punch, up, Danielle? Punch you right in the head. I, I, I stopped. I stopped what? when I yeah, heard she, you kept going. So that wasn't my fault. I thought she was done. So, Jimmy. Look, you're lucky I love you or I bring you. <laughs> so, Danielle, what were you going to say? What were you going to say, Danny? Are you, do you watch American Horror Story? Um, I, I do. I, don't, I, I haven't seen to. every season. I haven't seen every season, yeah. but the new season starts tonight. Yeah. I kind of see a lot of the regular good ones are not in it. Like um, Chris, oh, Evans. Peter Evans. Yes. He's not it, in this season. And I'm like, then what, what, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Who's going to be? 1984. It's it's American Horror Story 1984. So it's going to bring in all the like horror references from like Friday the 13th and stuff like that, I think. Uh, yeah, I get that. But like, who's going to be the, the demonic person in there if Peter Evans isn't there? Yeah, what I don't know. Gonna... Evans, Peter. Evan Peters. Who gives you. a shit? Thank you. No, I. Actually, I think the best ones, because the best American Horror Stories was the the one with the clown, where they were at the circus, and the Freak one with show. the witches, and the one in the mental institution. Those Which my segues into last night, we went to see It, and it was really very good. Uh, it had a storyline. Lots of uh, wonderful monsters kept coming out, attacking, chewing, and biting, and screaming. So there was some chills and thrills in it, and it was three hours long, which I thought was a bit little, a bit... Too long to see people running away from a killer clown. But it was very interesting, and I enjoyed the film very much. And I give it a five-star for a horror movie, because most horror movies stink. It was very good. We enjoyed it. And B. Claudia says she watched the series of Downtown Abbey, which is an awesome series. And anybody who watches the series needs to go see the Downtown Abbey movie that comes out on Friday. Ron and I saw last week on Thursday, and it was great. We yeah, loved we, it. We went to the preview. And uh, I loved uh, the, the TV show. I've watched it for years. And, of course, M Michelle Dougherty is my favorite in the entire movie. She's the most beautiful, talented actress that we don't see in this country, which brings me to a very sad place because Michelle uh, had a, a TV show that didn't make it for two seasons. And it, it was, was a great show. What was it called? It was called um, Something Behavior, wasn't it? Yeah. Something behavior. In, in Downton Abbey, she plays the most refined, elegant, snobby, bitchy, uh, rich woman with total class and sophistication and grand beauty. Well, in her TV series, she played a prostitute, murderer, dope-dealing, kleptomaniac, uh, I can't even remember. Good behavior. It was good, called good, good, behavior. good Behavior. She played Letty Rains. What a great, great Look show. it up. Look it up and watch it, and then write to the producers saying we would like it. We would like more of it. Michelle Dougherty did a phenomenal job uh, with stealing from hotel rooms and 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 just doing all kinds of horrible things that is so not her character on Downton Abbey. Uh, I really wish Michelle would do more work in the United States. I I really love her. Maggie Smith walked away with the movie because her one-line jokes were the best. Her sarcastic, bitchy comments uh, were totally hilarious. The film is beautifully filmed. The dance music, the waltzes, the elegance of that era is just breathtaking. To think that once people lived that way, and to think how people live today, quite a difference. But go see Downtown Abbey.
it's so worth your your movie ticket price. And and uh, hey, Scott, Scotty J, tell or she's supposed to be our second guest, so she doesn't come on till one fifteen. Oh, okay. All right. I thought she was going to be your first guest. No, but she's our second guest. Jason's coming on first. Hope I didn't oh. mess that up, but Jason's uh, coming on first. <laughs> yeah, no, you did say it were. I thought I thought you said Or was going to be the first guest, but that's all good. I could have screwed that up. But on another note, you guys should be the new Siskel and Ebert. You guys do uh, quite a nice job with the movie critiquing. Oh, absolutely. We love it. Not always. There are some films that I refuse to discuss because they're so bad. <laughs> and, you know, like I write on Facebook, you know, I was brought up in Brooklyn. And Brooklyn people have an honor system. And that system is if you have nothing nice to say about someone or something, say nothing at all. And I live by that. The only time I comment on anything is if it's good. Uh, I will never critique it as bad because in my opinion it may be bad, but 7 million people may love it. And I don't want to hurt a film because I know how much money, work, time, and energy goes into producing and doing a film and to shoot it down is just plain ignorant and mean okay so here's what we're gonna do why do i love you so much because i'm fabulous okay i I should go out and get myself a younger one (laughs) no you're starting to look old let me see your face you're getting to have a mature old man look oh well i'm gonna have to dump you and get me a cutie (laughs) yeah anyway maybe chisholm white Box there, whatever his name is. Twism White Piece. You want to try gay a little bit? You want to try gay for a night? Twism White Box. I like that. Twism White Box. Whatever. All right, so here's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to play a music video and get our first guest on the uh, show. Let's play the Scott DiCarlo video. The name of the song is This Is the One. Do you guys both have it? Uh, Yeah. Indeed. All right, so on enjoy, and then once we get him, we'll call Jason. So everybody, this is Scott DiCarlo. He's our guest next week on the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. This is one of his previous singles. It's called This Is The One. Hope you guys like the video. Enjoy. I'd just about given up. Walked into a bar and ordered myself a whiskey. Sat down next to a fellow who introduced himself as the devil. And he said... What keeps you holding on so strong? I've seen kings crawl and mountains fall Thought you'd give it up before so long I said if my heart had eyes they wouldn't blink Love so strong 
table and meaningless between my sheets. But now I'm drinking the finest wine to the very best love of my life. And she's the one that breaks me, the one that takes me in all my tears. Everybody, we're back. We are live. All right, everybody. Right, so that was wait, Scott DeCarlo. This on, is the one. I have to do that lyric. So I turned and I said to my man, Jimmy Starr, you're the one. <laughs> now, if we put that to music, I could have that song. This is the one. Yeah. I said to this is the look. one. And I turned to Jimmy Starr and I said, this queen is the one. There you go. What's up? <laughs> So, Jason, say something. Let's make sure we can hear you. Where is that gorgeous Jason? Hi, guys. How you doing? Yay! All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, television and film actor, author, and fitness expert, and dear friend, Mr. Jason Finney. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me today. Appreciate it. Well, we have you here for a reason. I'm thinking of leaving Jimmy. Now, do you think you could be gay for a while? Do you, ever think of, do you ever think of trying gay with an older man? Everything's negotiable, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we have to introduce you because we have new people since the last time you were yes, on. Yes, we do. So we want to introduce you uh, at the W4CY studios in, in Wellington, Florida. We have Danielle. Hey, Danielle. How you doing? Good. How are you? Danielle puts out, so oh don't be shocked God. if she calls you and talks dirty. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Danielle, you got to see the body on this guy. Your pussy she can would be, see him. It'd be wet for a month. He is so sexy, hot, and handsome. I mean, really. He, the, the, he, gay, the guys go crazy for him, and so do the girls. He's a very good-looking gentleman. The only thing he's missing, in my opinion, is a beard, and he would be perfection in my eyes. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, my no God. Beard. Honey, he doesn't need a beard. All he's got to do is drop his pants, oh. and you'll be so happy. I you don't have even, a beard down there. Relax. You wouldn't, even, you wouldn't even care about his beard if you saw everything else You're probably so hold on right. we've also got in philadelphia we've got the the famed scotty j say hi to scotty j hey scotty j what's up yo jason what's going on man and uh you know the bald thing works bald and bearded is better but yeah, uh he, you know it's all good scotty j's bald with a beard yeah, <laughs> yeah but the, everybody, everybody god everybody's got a beard i'm so sick of looking at beards it makes me boring uh, I Look at this face. I grew one for about, I don't know, I had it for a month or so. 
The damn thing was so itchy, I couldn't stand it anymore, so I just got rid of it. It's like having a pussy wrapped around your face. I mean, and, give me a break. It's hard to eat, really hard to eat, you know. You get all your food stuck in it all the time, and it's just hard right. to pull your nose, all kinds of things. Yeah, but it has other advantages with women. <laughs> well, if they like it. Some, some like the tickle, it's, some it's, don't. They, they call it a... Uh, Bumper brush? Is that what they call it? Oh, a, a, there's a name for it. No, it's anyway, hold on. We have a, a chat room full of people. Say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hello, chat room. Then give a special shout out to Eileen and B. Claudia. Eileen and B. Hello, B. There you go. All right. Now we got all the way around. All right. So what's going on? That I speak to you all the time, but let's make believe we don't. I mean, on Facebook. No, wait a second. I want to like, I, I, before you do that. What? So, so what's your Instagram? Instagram is Jason Finney. All right, you guys got to go on Instagram and follow Jason Finney, but he spells Jason with two S's, so it's J-A-S-S-O-N-F-I-N-N-E-Y. And yeah. then you have to watch where he's going, and he puts his workout videos on there. He's got got this video where he's standing next to something that's super high and, and doesn't do anything, no running jump or anything. He just jumps straight up about five feet and lands on this, like, big speaker-looking thing. How high is that? It's four feet. Four feet. So he does four feet without the running jump or anything, just standing still. It's super impressive. That's why his girlfriend loves him. No, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> seriously, that's got to be hard as shit to do. Yeah, jumping up five feet and landing on a girl, that's hard to do. <laughs> yeah. It's good training, Ron. Come on, man. So, hey, what does that do for you? So when you jump from the hey, ground... Jay, Jason, I have trouble going up curbs. <laughs> when, when you... No, Jason, when you do that, that's what is that... That's like helping... There. What is that helping? That helps like your ass muscles or something? What, what does that help? Well, it's your plyometrics. So it's your elastic recoil of your muscle. It's working your power and, you know, that kind of thing. So the idea is to build power in your legs so that you can, you know, be stronger, faster, and leap buildings with a single bound, right? You're like the $6 million it's, man. It's really centrifugal force is what it's called. It's your testicles that when you jump down and up, the testicles give you the, the volume to push your body in the air, which indicates to me you have big balls. Well, or, or you know, you just fill them with helium. It'll do the same thing. <laughs> right, you float away. Float. <laughs> Meanwhile, I miss you. We got to get to New York or you got to get out here. Yeah, uh, one I'm these days, get cold up here soon, so I'll come down there. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be cold. Well, October is gorgeous in New York. Are you kidding? Yeah, we, we were supposed to shoot a movie in October in uh, Atlanta, and I said, that's great. It's so close to New York. We could drive up. And I was kind of wishing to be in New York for uh, the changing of the leaves and right. that brisk sweater weather that I love. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's not. A, it's Jan January and February that suck. You're That's only getting a half hour plane ride away, or whatever it is. It's no, very... actually, from Palm Springs to uh, Kennedy Airport is four and a half hours on JetBlue, and in January they start the two hundred and fifty dollar round trip ticket to oh. New York from Palm Springs, because oh. nobody goes to New York in January from Palm Springs. You have to be out of your mind. Right. Uh, so I'll probably hop one of those cheapos and just blow in. And, you know, if it's cold there, I'll just crawl between Eileen Shapiro's cleavage and she stay there. She very much. She told me that she wished that you were here. No, it's true. Eileen's cleavage, if you go between her cleavage, it's like being in a warm nest surrounded by gigantic ba balloons. Actually, though, Eileen's been here twice. Yeah, she's coming, out, she's she's coming she's again coming. in October. She's Yay! coming again in October I for the Mars wait. Rocks concert. And I can't wait. I love no. her when she's here. Ron hasn't have a you haven't had a good breakfast since Eileen left, from what I hear. 
That's true. I I don't eat breakfast. I eat it alone like a dog. Because I don't. I have to get up and work, so I immediately no, go to when work. When Eileen is here, she comes on the stool in the kitchen in the center island. She lifts her breasts very politely, and she lays them on the counter because they're big. Of course, they take up half of the counter. I have to be careful when I pour the coffee that I don't hit her nipple because then she'll be in pain. Oh. So sometimes I have to just move her breasts. I separate them. I push one to the left and one to the right, and then I put in between the bagels, the cream cheese, the coffee, and the pound cake, entomans, and then we eat. Sometimes I, I eat the entomans and I don't realize it's her nipple in my mouth, but that's okay. She doesn't mind. We're good friends. That could be, you know, a new version of breakfast in bed. <laughs> no, it's breakfast on my center island. Eileen, I love you. I can't wait for you to come, my honey. Friend. We want to give a shout out to Pat Grant joined us in the chat room from Canada. Hey, Pat, nice to see you. And you also live in Canada part of the time, or you go to Canada. He yeah. is Canadian. He's, Canadian. Canadian. He's French Canadian. Where, where are you from in oh, Canada? Montreal. Okay. Jason, Montreal. Jason, I did my thing. That uh, What is it called where you find out what your background is? Ancestry DNA. Antri yeah, right. Guess or what? Keeping your I'm, information away to Russians.com, yep. I'm 60% French. I you never are? knew. Yes, from France. 60% French and 40% Italian. You can't and... lick a French. Parlez-vous français, monsieur? Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? Of course, he knows the filthy pig things. <laughs> he knows the two licks. The two licks of French, yeah. But I yes. do have a good French sound, and that's probably because my DNA is French. So you and I are so compatible. We should be lovers now that I'm French. Actually, Pat Grant and Twism White Peace are both from from uh, Canada, so they both probably speak French. Hey, White Peace, you speak French? Where's he right? Hey, Pat, Pat Grant says she was born in Montreal. Oh, cool. Well, my ancestry. I'm also Maltese, a little bit of Maltese, and a little bit of... Um, That's a dog. No, Malta is an <laughs> island, you retard. Oh, so, I married such a genius. <laughs> I mean, intellect. Oh. Oh. So, so come on, Jason. Let's you that and I. That sounds like a nice tapenade. That would probably go good on crackers. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. What? what? <laughs> that Actually, sounds like a nice tapenade. It would probably go good on crackers. Now, listen to me. What's going on with your wonderful book, your captain? Uh, listen, I'm starting a book. To, uh, we're going to schools right now, which is fantastic. So I'm here in New York, and I'm doing all the public schools. We're going in and talking to the grade twos, the grade ones. Uh, I have some schools where we're doing the whole assembly with all of the uh, elementary school kids, which is really a lot of fun as well, to help these kids become fit and healthy and learn some life. But are you are you are you bringing your book? You have a yes. book out. Well, well of course I'm bringing it. That's the idea. You all fag. I said, uh, wait a minute, make it clear. You know, tell everybody the name of the book. I know it, but tell everybody. The yeah, name I want to push the book. The Adventures of Captain Pump, and it's a book to help kids become fit and healthy using a fitness superhero who uh, is an unlikely person who is the hero of the book that uh, helps kids become fit and healthy um, and, you know, really wants everyone to follow the same kind of a lifestyle that he does in Pumpland with everybody else. So it's a, it's a really nice book that helps kids and also parents alike because, you know, there's all kinds of really cool messages in there and there's lessons and there's games and there's ideas to help kids and parents you know, work together to become fit. It would be a nice thing to have a fit uh, And family. also, the, ad yes. the adult version is with Eileen Shapiro, and that one's called Eileen and Captain Hump. There's no 
adult version, Ron. <laughs> you guys, it's the Adventures of Captain Pump, the world's first fitness get superhero. It, it. It's great. You got to get it. It's a fabulous book. How much uh, is the book? It's under ten dollars. Oh, for Christ's sake, ten bucks it's is it's like a Starbucks and a and a chocolate <laughs> croissant. So for ten bucks, get it. Give it to somebody for Christmas. Educate these kids. Teach them how to be courageous and strong and healthy. Yeah, not to be text messaging and playing video games, little fat slobs that are full <laughs> of diabetes. <laughs> diabetes is on the on the ra on the rampant rage with young people. It's it sinful. Is. It is. I love it. So it's a great book, you guys. And, and tell everybody who you are in the book. Well, I mean, George Captain Hump Jackson is <laughs> yes. the, basically the hero of the story who creates Captain Pump from his own imagination. So really, it's his alter ego. So I'm kind of both. I'm Captain Pump is me 20 years ago, and George the janitor is me now. That's right. And if you guys know anybody who's into animation, who's got a lot of money, Captain Pump needs to totally be a TV series for kids, and we just need some money to make it. You know what? Because, <laughs> like, like, listen to this. We saw It, the clown monster, last night. Like it? I loved it. It was great adult film. But seated, about three seats down from me were about five little boys with their mom. Little, They're like eight or ten. Yeah. There must have been in the movie, no exaggeration, 123 fucks, fuck yous, and motherfuckers. I thought that was appalling that young children have to go to the movie to see a spooky movie now and listen to that language. And then people get upset when these children use that language on the school bus. And then they get in trouble and the principal gives them all kinds of, what is it called? What they demote you? Whatever. Detention. What is it? Detention? Uh, yeah, kind of shit like that. So anyway... <laughs> I really think that parents have got to stop and think twice about taking their kids to see it. It's a very grown-up film. The language is... I mean, I was offended. It was rated R, though. I, I have the dirtiest mouth on television, and I was oh, offended. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. To offend me, you got to really be a low-down motherfucker. First of all, you guys, it is not a kid's movie. There shouldn't be kids going to it. The kids didn't stay in the movie. All they did was run around the theater until I told them to please sit down and watch the movie. And then they ended up leaving or moving someplace else and sitting someplace else because all they did was talk the whole time. It was driving me crazy. But it's a rated R movie, and a parent shouldn't be bringing 10-year-old kids to it in the first place. But it was very But if you listen scary. to the amount of each actor said fuck I don't know how many times, over and over. Even the girl actress who was undignified by doing that, she cheapened herself by being so common, by using really curse words. I, I, that's the only thing I had against the film. It's not a kid film. Uh, that's why I love your book, because your book is going to teach kids the right way, the clean way, the nice way. You know, you don't have to be cool and, and be in the crowd where everybody curses because, oh, that, hey, man, that's the cool thing to do. No, the cool thing to do is to be caring, loving, and gentle. That's the cool thing. Well, the and Jason, shut right? your mouth before I punch you right in the face and you'll be dead. <laughs> Jason <laughs> is one of the kindest, sweetest, most gentle person, and he's the size of a monster. He could kill you with one punch. <laughs> and, and he is just the most wonderful, gentle soul and a wonderful human being that has done this book. So support his book and people like Jason. Big tough guys don't have to be bullies. They could be sweethearts like Jason is. And the book is called The Adventures of Captain Pump, the world's first 
fitness superhero. You guys got to get it. It's on all the Barnes and Noble, Amazon, all the different places that you would want to go to get it. And uh, it's a great book, so please go ahead and get it. And then we're going to segue from that into, but a lot of times you play like a big mean guy because we watched NCIS New Orleans recently, and you yeah. play like this big mean like Russian guy trying to kill the good guy. Yeah, well, you know, again, it's all about uh, how you look and how you're, you know, how you're going to get cast. Hey, I'm not going to get the roles where I, you know, sell flowers to grandmothers on street corners. <laughs> not neither do I. Which I would love to, but you know, uh, you don't see me that way. Every uh, movie I do, I'm a mafia killer. I'm a gangster. I'm a tough guy. I'm a mean yeah. guy. I don't ever play like. Well, that's not true. One movie I played a minister, but I was a corrupt minister who was a gangster. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I, I, I got like your crappy people. parts. <laughs> If I can, you know, be cast as, as a villain, why not? Villains have fun. And, you know, I can enjoy myself doing things that I'd probably get arrested for in another in real life. <laughs> so how was that, though, being on NCIS? Like, first of all, how long does that take to shoot an episode of NCIS? Like a week? It was a good time. Uh, we enjoyed, you know, shooting there. We had great weather. Uh, it's, it's hot. It's always hot. And uh, it was the first time I was on a set where there was actually a, a, a snake wrangler on the call sheet, which was weird to me because it was kind of, you know, I thought, okay, here's an extra. They're going to have someone walking around pretending they're a snake wrangler. No, 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 no. This person was walking around. There were two of them with a bucket, and it said venomous on the bucket. And they had this long stick, which looked like a long golf club. And it had, like, these tweezers at the end with this little clip at the top. And... Literally, their job was to walk around the perimeter of where we were shooting and to make sure there was no poisonous snakes around. So <laughs> I would have absolutely so we're shooting. told them. No, and the guy's walking around with this bucket, and I'm, I ask him, so what do you got in there? You catch anything? Expecting that he would tell me no. Uh, yeah, I got a cotton mouth and a copperhead. Really? Oh, are those dangerous? Yeah, yeah. One has absolutely no cure if you get bit, and the other one is 50-50 chance. <laughs> Right? And you were like running around the woods. We were running around the woods the whole time. Yeah. No, I would have said, listen, I don't think this is for me unless you're going to give me ten thousand a day. I mean, well, I would not. With ten thousand a day, the cotton mouth doesn't care how much you're getting paid. If it wants. No, to I know that. But if I'm going to get, if I'm going to die, I'm going to leave Jimmy at least ten thousand bucks. <laughs> Actually, me, we did know. this this really bad movie, Croker. Back in the day, and we had to shoot at night, and it was kind of like in a woodsy area. And there was a scene where Ron had—you just saw Ron's feet walking through the woods, looking for the croaker thing, and he wouldn't walk through the woods, so I had to do it for him. It was my feet walking through the thing because he was like, "I'm not walking." Because through they the woods said that. They, no, they said, "Oh, it's Black Widow season, and the woods are just filled with black widows, and they hang from the leaves of these bushes you're walking through." And how easily for them just to swing an arm and grab onto your dungarees and or your your jeans. They don't call them dungarees anymore. Your jeans and climb up and bite you and kill you. <laughs> so I said, okay, Jimmy's going to do it. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Jimmy, did you get yes. $10,000? Did I get my 10000 No. <laughs> 10000 a day. But, but I wouldn't, it was nighttime in the woods, and I didn't care for it. You know, I don't remember that being in the script, by the way. Was it in the script? or did <laughs> I, they just, I think they just threw that in. Cop, I was a cop. So cop walks in woods, I read. I said, oh, really? When did that happen? This cop walks on sidewalks. 
It was fun though. So anyway, we also I, I also, understand that spooky feeling you had. I also saw you on an episode of FBI. Right. So that of course I paid. I, what did I play on that one? I played a, uh, another hitman's heavy, and uh, yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. Did you I, get I, to meet Missy Peregram? No, she. Oh yes, I did. I worked with Missy. Yeah, she was great. I love her. She's one of my favorite. I think she's like an under understated. She's one of my favorite actresses. She's uh, Canadian as well. She's awesome. I love her to death. Yeah. Maybe you and I will be in the same movie. We could play killer monsters. You <laughs> could be, be like I could control you. I could be the gangster guy that tells you, go out and kill them. And you yeah, say. That's a lot of fun. Oh, Jimmy, put that yeah. on your list. Yes, I will. Well, Jimmy's producing <laughs> movies, so you never know. Be nice to the producer. Actually, sleep with the producer's lover. You may get a part. Well, <laughs> yeah, right. Then I saw you made a movie called The Lich. And the I, Witch? Uh, the Lich. The Lich. And what's only what's reason, a Lich? I only... <laughs> what's a Lich? Hang on. The only, it's a horror movie. Remember, know the guy that we see at every premiere, and he's got the funky jackets? Yeah. That's his movie. Well, what's a Lich? I don't know. L-I-T-C-H? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Which maybe they dropped no, the it's W. The lich. Maybe they they. What is a lich? What's a it's lich? Witch with an L. It's witch with an. L. <laughs> Are you serious? You're joking. But you made the you're in the movie, and and I only bring it up because number one, we see James Balsamo everywhere. Everywhere we go oh, in L.A., he's like yeah. everywhere we go. He always wears a funky blazer, and we always wear funky blazers. And so we two, admire each other's funky blazers. And, and Deborah Lamb is in it, and we see right. her at every event also. Right. Um, She's always on my lap, caressing me with her big boobs. And Tom Sizemore, who we met at an Academy Award. Tom uh, Sizemore is a great picture. guy. I nice. mean, he can he can knock him back like nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I was I spent a few hours with Tom, and I don't know, bottles of booze were going down his throat, and he still made. So sense. you gotta like like it. So. I love him. He's a great guy. But no, he can James, hold. What do you mind? He asked me if I wanted to be involved in this movie, so I said, Yeah, sure, I'll give you a hand with it. It'll be a lot of fun. And uh, we shot that in one day, and, and that was it. But um, it was a fun part. You know, I got to to be a little bit of a, another heavy, as usual. <laughs> what are you gonna where, play? where did you you're shoot gonna, that? You're never going to play Peter you Pan. In New York. You shot Because I, I think the first time we met James Balsamo, we actually met him in Pennsylvania the first James, time. James is the king of guerrilla shooting. He'll shoot everywhere and anywhere, and he'll shoot with the, the smallest amount of equipment. And he basically, what he can put together with that one little camera he shoots with is unbelievable to me. So he actually he's part of the Lloyd Kaufman trauma school of filmmaking or whatever, which is as gorilla as it gets. Yeah, I love it. Well, it's all talent, you know. You could shoot hours and hours of great work and edit it incorrectly, like some do, and it turns out to be like, what the hell is this all about, film? And the classic line in that movie, the lich walks around and it's it's he's always trying to eat people. So it's his line is get into my belly. So at one point, oh. everybody is eaten. His belly opens up and some monster comes out and swallows you up. So oh, yeah. I, I have a friend like that in, in New York. Yeah, he likes he likes to swallow likes people. What are you doing there, Jimbo? He's text message. He's he's being rude. He's, well, on television and he's text messaging, and that's terrible. How people are so addicted to these stupid things. Who was that? Huh? Who was that? People. Right, now let's get to the personal. His life. other lover. What's going on with your love life? How's your beautiful girlfriend? Everything's fine. There's no issues there. Is she? Where is she now? Where is she now? 
she's out for a run. Oh, she she's a health freak too. Well, yeah, she takes care of herself. I mean, she lifts, <laughs> she lifts. He doesn't weight. call that a health freak. <laughs> she she lifts weights and does that kind of junk. Yeah, she works out things that you should be doing that you're not. You know. No, she eats properly. It doesn't smoke or do drugs or drink. Correct. Yeah. Oh, all right. You feel like dull people. It's okay. <laughs> You know, it's always nice to have a spicy little whore for a girlfriend because that keeps it going. Yes, well, they can still be healthy. <laughs> spicy, a healthy, spicy little whore. Healthy like and spicy that. can go together, you know. <laughs> I love that. I love. How many hours a day do you work out? Uh, not every day. I work out every second day or so. It depends on how I feel. But what do you lift, 500? No, 500. What is that? 500 pounds. I lift what I need to lift on that day. I don't really have a specific number. I mean, well, give know. me an idea. Now, don't get smart. Don't get cute. I'll smack you all over the room when I, I don't see. No, I'll, I'll do like two twenty-five for fifteen or something. What do you pre- you press fifteen reps of two twenty-five? You press two twenty-five. Uh, you can press more than that, though, right? How much do you yeah. press? But I just that's what I did last day: uh, two twenty-five, fifteen, twelve, ten, eight. So you you press. 255 pounds. 225 pounds. 15 times, then 12 times, then 10 times, then 8 times. I would five kill times. my. I would die right under. Actually, when bench. I used to work out all the time, though, I could press 225. Oh, go away. You I worked could out? Too. Where did it work out? I'm telling you. Your workout went away. I, could, I know. We're talking pounds, not ounces here, Jimbo. No, I, I really can't. I'm actually was really strong when I was in the gym. I mean, that would be a, a high thing for me, but I could probably press it six, six or eight times. But I could do it 15 tell you times. Something. We're doing the patio ourselves, and I put the cinder blocks. You know, we're making walls and fountains and crap like that. Jimmy's been carrying, like, 100-pound bags of cement like they were nothing. I can't even lift them. Jimmy's the- strong. I yeah. used to be. When I worked no, out, I was strong. strong. For an older man. The only thing I can't do, I could never squat. For some reason, squats for, didn't, didn't like, like me. That's because he's got Bench the, press and, and, he's got and all weak the other ankle, stuff I weak was ankles. Good. You have weak ankles. No, I don't have one. So, which, From which, wearing high heels. Wait, wait, this takes me into my segue, though. And this is a good segue about working out and taking care of your body. And, yeah. and Jason was telling me earlier today that... That now is the change of season, and we're getting into fall, and it's a good time to start thinking about your fitness and exercise regimen. So tell everybody what they should be doing, and, and if they live in New York, tell them how they get in touch with you so you can work with them. Let them just start, really. That's the key, is just to start doing something. If you're not active at all, become you know, semi-active. You start walking. Start just doing things. You know, uh, Get out, walk your dog, go outside, play with the kids. Just you know, do things a little differently instead of sitting on the couch, turn the TV off, turn your phones off, turn your laptops off and go out and do things. You know, it's interesting. We, we run into these places that have four walls and a ceiling with a couple of machines in them and a bunch of electronic equipment so we could work out and uh, keep ourselves fit when in reality all we have to do is go outside in nature and nature provides enough all kinds of obstacles and things, you know, to get us in shape. I mean, when we were kids, we would run, jump, we would, you know, play, we would uh, climb on things, do all kinds of great things to exercise our muscles. And now, you know, we forgot the idea of play and how useful it can be even later on in life. And, uh, you know, if we can go back to that and enjoy outdoors and enjoy, you know, doing the things that we did as children, we can probably regain a lot of the fitness that we lost. Jason, my sweet friend, in May, I will be 80 years old. Where am I going out jumping, playing, and 
doing things that I did when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I was an animal. Why don't I you used to climb. Just walk. Oh, what do you think <laughs> I do? What do you think I do? Ride bike? Of course I walk. I exercise. I, I clean a house. I, a I lift things. Every day. I swim. I, I do everything. I'm very active. I never sit still. Ask Jimmy. I'm always on the go. I'm always doing something, that's making good. something. Okay, that's good for you, but he's telling you the four and a half about, other million we're people We're talking listening. about me now, so shut up, you, <laughs> chubby, you chubby thing. There are plenty of 80-year-old people. Aqua fitness. They said shut aqua up, fitness. I said. There are plenty of 80-year-old people watching our show right now. And I want you to tell 80-year-old people what to do. Get up, get out, walk. Exercise your brain more than your body. Because when you're 80, you lose your marbles. So try to contain your thinking and, and memory. And pl I play video games all the time. I play Zelda. I love it. I play uh, because it's wonderful exercise for the eyes and the brain. So 80-year-old people. You play video games? No. I find video games a waste of time. Uh, well, you know what? When you're I, my I age, tend to be some kind of superhero running through a forest, shooting things or jumping over things. I'll go outside and jump over things. Yeah, but, but Jason, when you're 80 years old, let's talk, okay? You'll yeah, be, that's what they said. Years yeah, ago. You know, you're not going to be you're not going to be lifting 250 pounds when you're 80. You're lucky you could lift your diaper off your ass when you pee yourself. <laughs> no. I mean, you know, when you're old, you never know. I you know. know everybody's different. I have a bunch of friends, my mentors even, that are in their 80s now that are still exercising, working out, still doing all the things they did. Well, not as, you know, as, as heavy and not as fast, but still doing the same type of exercise programs. It's all a question of consistency. If yeah, you start but... when you're young and you keep it going through your adult life and into your uh, retirement age, you'll be fine. You know, you just got to keep doing it. The I, 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 was, I was having dinner in town in, in, in uh, L.A. with Mr. Blackwell and... A friend of Blackwell's came over, and it was Jack LaLanne. And Jack LaLanne was about... Hey, do you know who Jack LaLanne is? Of course. He's a he, was okay. a, he was in his way up in his 80s, almost 90. He could, yeah. barely, he could barely walk. He put, like, one foot after the other. And the first thing he said when he saw Blackwell, he said, is, oh, you all fuck, you're still alive. <laughs> and I cracked up laughing. I liked him a lot. And his wife... He's five foot tall. His wife had to be four foot five. And she's another one that was a hundred. And the two of them together, they were like robots as they left the restaurant waddling and barely walking. Yeah. So nature does have a way of saying. I love Jack Lane. He was a very nice guy. He was so handsome. Ugh. Well, not as an old man, but you as a young man. You listen to your body too. You know, that's important. I don't touch the weights that I did in my 20s. You know, I'm nowhere near those weights. But I'm still pushing myself to my maximum potential that I have now. Yeah, like Jane Fonda, you know, she keeps it up at 150, and she looks wonderful. You in know, the chat room, they're saying like a lot of people say they swim a lot. Uh, yeah. One of them, uh, oh, we didn't. We have Bruce Glasgow joined us. Hey, Bruce, what's up? He says he power walks. Everybody yeah. says they walk. Um, and 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 the only one who's a gamer, Twism says he's a gamer, and he says, "God, Ron, you're so sexy when you said Zelda." <laughs> Well, yeah. No, I, I, I firmly believe this is this is my finding. I'm okay physically. I can walk and I could lift things and I can bend. I'm fine. My mind I'm concerned about because I'm having difficulty memorizing scripts. I'm having difficulty uh, sometimes when I drive around, things don't look familiar to me in my own neighborhood. So there is some kind of aging going on in my brain. It's not Alzheimer's or anything like that. It's just natural 
progression. So I eat foods that are very good for the brain, and I exercise my brain. And this is what I tell people my age. They all say, Ron, you don't look your age. You look good. I said, that's because my brain doesn't allow me to age. And I really believe that if you postpone the aging process in your head, your body will follow suit. And naked, I have a body like a 40-year-old. I mean, I have a good body naked. It's not an old man's, you know, rickety, hungover, little ugly body. <laughs> no, I still have a nice body. And, and my hair and my head and my face. And I don't look 80 because I won't permit it. And I tell myself daily, no, Ron, you're okay. You're healthy. Now let's exercise. Let's go the alphabet. Let's remember this. Let's talk about that. And I do this with myself. People think I'm nuts, but I'm not. And it works. Think young, you'll be young. But you know what? Get some scripts on your own and just do some sides. And, and that is so good because, you know, you have to exercise your mind just like your body. And the more you exercise your mind, the more you're going to keep it sharp. I so, do. Do you, do you have a trouble remembering lines? No, I don't. You know I, what? Some of my lines are so bad, I want to forget them. I don't want to <laughs> remember them. I mean, some well, of the shit that I have to say in a movie is pathetic. How they write learning, this garbage, like, I'll never know. that difficult, but sometimes in a situation, uh, on the spot, you might, you know, blank out for a second or two or a minute or whatever. And, that, you know, that happens to all of uh, us, most actors, you know. I think my biggest problem is I'm a talk show host. Unfiltered, uncensored, unrehearsed, and unwritten. <clears throat> Everything we say comes off the top of our head. And I think that makes it difficult when you have to confine yourself to a script, which is somebody else's words. Uh, I find if I'm on a movie and the director says, Ron, give me what you feel in your own words, I could go on forever. And the performance is good. But sometimes it's difficult to uh, emote shitty lines. Shitty lines. <laughs> You have to create something for yourself in that situation. You know, make no, love I, I was I, you. I was on a film where I was a, a tough guy from New York, a cop, and I left to go to Pennsylvania so I could push people around because that's my thing. I like being a big tough guy. And, you know, having to be a big tough guy, I could play that easy. And one of my lines was, and I don't remember, but I'll give you a for instance, was simply like this. Well, I don't believe so. And I looked at the director. I said, excuse me, I'm from Brooklyn. Nobody in Brooklyn says I don't believe so. If you did, if you did, they beat the shit out of you. You know, he said, well, what would you say? I don't know. I don't know is more of a Brooklyn cop than I don't believe so, unless he's a gay cop. But anyway, sometimes writers, they don't know what they're doing. So hold on, let's go back. What do you think about writers that don't know what they're doing? Well, listen, you're, you're hired to put someone else's words uh, into, uh, you know, a situation that, you know, you give life to them. And the life that you give to those words have to do something with you. You have to bring them, you know, from your own experience, from your own, uh, you know, ways of doing things and, and, you know, how you see the character developing and evolving and what the past of that character is for you and so on. So no matter whose words they are, your job is to make those words do something that's going to come off the page, jump off, and create some kind of emotion in people watching it. You know? I wish Betty Davis knew this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I knew Betty pretty well, and I've often talked to Betty about uh, her problem with directors, and she said to me, uh, Ron, they didn't know what they were doing. 
She said, they don't know how to direct me. She said, I'm talent plus, and they didn't direct me correctly. And some of the lines in the script, she said, were so bad, even a bad actor couldn't deliver them. So she had to tell the director what to do, and the script people scratched that, let's do this. Now, when I was on Macmillan and Wife, Rock Hudson didn't like a line that he had to say when he was down on the boat. And he said to script, scratch that line, it's too feminine, I won't say it. Because Rock Hudson, I guess, was paranoid and always trying hard to protect his homosexuality from right. being revealed. So right. he always had the manly words. Anything that was feminine or soft, he wouldn't do. So I think the actor has a certain amount of right to protect his character by changing crappy writing. What do you think? Well, the fun thing is when I did NCIS New Orleans, <laughs> all the Russian text that I had, I pretty much wrote my own. So I got the dialogue and I looked at what was there and what they had written in English, you know, that they wanted to be translated into Russian. And word for word, most of the time, it just doesn't work, you know. No, of course not, because the feelings are different. Right. And, you know, the expressions are different. Uh, the way and the emphasis <clears throat> on the words are different. So I got to kind of write my own thing, which was great. So, you know. Well, that's like if you're doing an Italian film. In Italian, uh, everything is backwards. In English, we said... Don't uh, no, I'm going there, and in Italian we say going I am there, right. so it, it's different, and that's how come you lose in the translation. You know, I, I shot something in Germany uh, a while ago, and um, <laughs> everybody in Germany was so polite they wouldn't cut people off like we do here. You know, we constantly. Call oh no, they don't step on people. No, not. But not the at reason all. why, and I asked because you know all the crew there that was local, they were just so polite to one another, and nobody would cut anybody off. They'd finish a sentence, and then then they would speak. Apparently, the German language doesn't allow you to know what someone's saying until the end of the sentence, because because you know, it's backwards. The, the verb comes in at the end. Exactly. So that's how come. You know, they have to right. wait. It's not because they're being polite. It's because they want to know what the person's actually saying. Right. And and 90% of Americans are deaf. What is it? Uh, they can't attention concentrate. Deficit attention deficit disorder. Yeah. They suffer from attention deficit. I mean, I know when I'm at these red carpets and these premieres, I'm talking to an actor and he's looking over my shoulder at somebody else, totally yeah. wanting yeah. to go speak with them. So I, I say to him, I say to myself, screw you, and I walk away. Yeah, it happens a lot. It's not really, that's not ADD. That's just the lack of respect. And, and, you know. No, I, th I think a lot of it is they're not interested in what you're saying because you're not talking about them. You know, if you say to them, how many movies have you made this year? Tell me about it. Oh, they'll go on forever. But if you say, you know, I made two movies, they say, oh, that's good. Excuse me. I see my friend over there. They dismiss you. They're not interested in you. They're only self. I think you have to have a certain amount of, of self-centeredness to be an actor, uh, a degree of uh, self-praise and that kind of shit. Well, no, I think you should have some self-confidence. You don't have to have, you know, a, a degree of cockiness that makes you arrogant and unlikable. You Absolutely, to, I agree with that. You have to be like I'm, I'm the easiest one to work with. I tell the, the the crew, I don't work until ten. I get an hour massage before I'm on. <laughs> then I want a two hour lunch. Then I want another massage. Then I want tea. And then at four, I'll work until five. And then the limo picks me up at five and takes me home. Not too difficult, see. And see, he has I mean, it all I mean, laid out. It's not like you have to think even. All you have to do is execute. 
<laughs> Don't laugh. I believe Gloria Swanson had those laws once, or was it Joan Crawford? One of them had the most ridiculous contract about the massage coming in because they had to get up at six to go to hair and makeup, and then she wanted a massage, and I forgot who it was. But they had so a, let's go back. The hold yes. on, let's go back because we were talking about fitness and taking care of everybody, and like, do you ever cheat or do you just eat healthy all the time? Oh, of course I cheat. I'm a human being. I mean, you know, the idea is uh, to make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing for your health 85 to 90 percent of the time. But here's the cool thing is that if you can do it without cheating for a long period of time, you put your body in a new homeostatic rhythm, which means a new comfort zone. So if you could create a situation where you want to lose your 20 pounds, you've lost your 20 pounds and you keep it off for eight months to a year then your body all of a sudden has a new comfort zone at that new weight. So then you can indulge a little bit and it won't affect you. And that happens all the time with the people I work with. You know, I get them on a program and they, they're completely strict on it for six months. And then after that, all of a sudden the metabolism itself, it's just sped up and they can have a piece of cake. They can have a glass of wine, this and that, whatever, without it affecting them so much. As long as you're staying on the program at least 85 to 90% of the time, you're good. What is your cheat food? Like if you were going to get cheating, what, what is your craving that you like to eat for I love your ice cream, food? But I just recently uh, found something which is fantastic. It's a coconut milk-based ice cream. So it's, it's a lot less in calories, a lot less in, in sugar grams. But does it taste like coconut? It's, it tastes more like chocolate, dark chocolate with a little bit of coconut to it, you know? But you get I, that. I, I, hate I know when I go on my salads-only diet, I feel wonderful. There is a difference when you cut sugar out and caffeine and everything else that you eat. Uh, I feel really, I feel spry and healthy and young and elastic. What do you drink? But I, but excuse me, I don't last long because if I pass a chocolate cake, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, so what do you drink then? Do you only drink water or what kind well, of things drink, do you drink? I drink tons of water. I'm constantly drinking water. And I always have a shake on the go too, you know, like if I'm leaving the house to go train clients or what I'm doing that day, I always make sure I have a shake in case, you know, I'm hungry and I don't have anything around me at that time, no access. But it's like a healthy, it's like the healthy people shake though, not like a chocolate shake. What do you think it shake. is, uh, one from McDonald's? <laughs> yeah, but you know, people like listening it's might not get it. It's not a McDonald's chocolate yes, like shake. A protein shake. But yes, the protein, protein shake. Uh, but the Without sugar. is unsweetened, it's unflavored, it doesn't have any coloring, it doesn't have any artificial anything in it. It basically has four ingredients and it tastes like chalk unless you put in your own sweetener, which I do. Bananas, bananas are the answer. Bananas fantastic because the potassium in there is so useful. And also for the gentlemen out there, bananas do help you keep your testosterone elevated. So, you know, have a banana a day and you'll have a good time. <laughs> I, I, Eileen wants to know what you think of keto. I don't even know what keto is. My problem with keto is that uh, you still need carbohydrates because carbohydrates are brain food, and it's what allows everything to happen in your body. So basically, the carbohydrates are the motor to help everything else get going. And if you don't have any carbs in your body, what happens by doing a keto diet is you're actually putting your body in a starvation mode. So the second that you start to eat carbs, your body is so hungry for them and needing them that they simply just take it all in and you put on a lot of weight quickly. For In my bodybuilding days when I used to do competitions, I would literally put 15 to 18 pounds on in 24 hours after a competition because I would be so depleted, my body would be starving for the calories that it so desperately needed. So a normal thing for me when I was competing would be within seven days to put 30 to 35 pounds on. 
And that's what most bodybuilders do. Now, my daughter is on a diet. And she's on the diet where you take your blood type. And your blood type tells you what you must never eat. And she's doing that and losing weight and feeling wonderful. She's given up carbs, coffee, I mean certain little carbs, mostly eating protein, which I think is an unhealthy diet because of the, all the fat you're taking That's and steak and is, though. You see huh? it's eating protein and fat. So, you know, it was the Atkins diet before that, you know. Yeah, yeah, the Atkins diet. Oh, so now it's the blood diet. But it was well, Atkins. As far as I'm concerned, it's not a diet, it's an eating plan and it's kind of a a, a way of life. You got to look at eating as a way of life. It's to feed your body. And it's to make sure that you give your body the nutrients it needs so it could do the things that you want it to do. And, you know, protein, for example, is so important to have in your body. And if your body, when you're exercising, what happens when you exercise, we tear down muscle. We create micro tears in the fascia of the muscle. And the muscle doesn't like to be injured. It constantly wants to heal itself. So if you don't have enough protein in your diet, the body will go to the muscle to get the protein that's there already to fix itself. So you got to constantly feed and replenish your body. It needs proteins, it needs fats, and it needs carbs. It's the time of day for me that's the most important thing. What do you consume in what quantities at what time of day and in what combination? That's the key to it all. Because later on during the day, for example, now it's uh, 4 o'clock here, 1 o'clock your time, you're, you're still in a situation there where you can take in a lot of calories because you have a lot of hours left before your body goes into a mode where it's going to start to you know, shut down and, and, and kind of repair itself and go ready get ready for sleep. We're here on the East Coast, and it's a situation now where we have a couple hours left where the body still needs a lot of energy, and we'll take those calories and use them as energy. But later on, from 8 o'clock on, the body's not going to be using it as energy anymore. It's going to store it as fat. So it's important to get your calories in early in the day as much as you can and make sure that the carbs that you do intake are also early in the day so your body has a chance to use them as energy. So basically we should be eating our dinner at lunch. Well, people say that... Your biggest meal around between 1 and 3 in the afternoon. Okay. People used to say years ago that Italian people were fat. Well, I lived in Europe. I lived in Italy. And I found that the only fat Italians were the American Italians because they ate a big dinner. In Italy... Pranzo is from one till three. They right. eat their biggest meal from one to three. Which right. is what he just said. In, well, I'm confirming it. In the evening, they ate very little, right. a small amount of food. And that's why the Italians in Italy are not fat people. But we are fat problem, here. America's problem, got more fatties. The biggest problem we have here is the processed foods. Everybody buys whatever is fast, quick, easy, everything from, you know, you go to a place where like the, the Starbucks, for example, with 4,000 pumps of everything and all kinds of things on top of it. You know, nobody eats clean. And even if they're eating clean, they have to put something on it to flavor it because people don't really like the food. For example, if, if I gave you a steak and put nothing on it, nothing at all, and just put it in the pan or put it in the oven, you'd hate it because what you like is the seasoning that goes on the steak. You don't like the steak. What you like is the flavor that the steak then takes on after you put everything on it, right? Now, if you well, put I don't eat steak. I'm not, a, I'm not a red meat eater. I do. I don't like red meat. This goes for I, anything. It goes for potatoes. It goes for vegetables. If, you, if I make you some kale and I boil you kale, if I don't put anything else besides kale in that water, you won't eat it. because it no, I won't eat it dressed either. 
kale what? is horrible. I won't dress it if it's. I won't eat it if it's dressed. I okay. think kale is horrible. He, he doesn't like kale. It's bitter. Whatever. So broccoli. Broccoli. We like broccoli. I like broccoli. Okay, broccoli by itself with nothing on it. No salt. No pepper. No. Uh, no I eat it. I it's good. No nothing. Good. I like it. I like it with no, shit. No, but all you know, over. I'm a saucer eater. Because, I eat out of a saucer. But, Jimbo, here's the thing. It's not that you like the food, and this is, goes for 95% of the people out there. People are addicted to the salt, the sugar, or the sour. Those yeah, are, you're right. Those are the three things that we look for when we, when we eat. And, you know, uh, seasoning. If something's not seasoned well enough, especially now with all these food channels and all these networks where they're talking about food and cooking and this and that, it's over-seasoning the food is what is good now. To me, that's the danger. If you're putting too much salt in your food and you're putting too many things that have salt in it, then on top of that, you know, uh, that's why we have such a big population here on this side of the pond because, you know, we don't exercise enough and we eat way too much salt and processed foods. So well, it's also, it's eth also it's ethnic food. I mean, Mexican food is eaten here by the tons and tons. And Mexican food, if you really break it down, is carbo, carbs. Yeah, but the Mexicans in Mexico don't eat the Mexican food that we eat here. I know and that, but here we have a problem. Most Mexican people, and we have lots of Mexicans in Palm Springs at the mall, we look at them and they're obese people. And you wonder, why are they so heavy? Well, partly because of what they eat. Let me tell we you, have the worst combination, and every, not every, but a lot of ethnic groups eat this, rice and beans. The worst combination. The other worst combination, bread and cheese. So right. if you take away those two combinations out of your diet, you're already going to be probably 50% ahead of the game. That's, a, that's good advice. So yeah. hold on. If people want to know, like, what's your, web, what's your like, fitness website? Bodybyjason2s.com. So you guys got to check it out if you want to learn more. And if you're in the, in the New York area, you can hire Jason. His website is bodybyjasson.com. And uh, and then what's the website for Captain Pump? It's CaptainPump.com. There you go. CaptainPump.com for the book, The Adventures of Captain Pump, the world's first fitness superhero. And we got to go because we got another guest. So we want to thank you for coming on. Congratulations on everything you got going on. And keep us posted with what's going. Thanks, and guys. Jason, Jason, you're fabulous. You're intelligent. You're interesting. And everyone... Buy his book and listen to him because he's a healthy specimen. And yeah, and you should check out, should look at it. And follow him on Instagram, Jason Finney, you guys, because then you can see him working out. He puts up all the videos. You can see and he him. works out naked, so that should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was Jason. waiting for it. I he know. couldn't finish it clean. He had to do something in there. So no, what for, was that Not Instagram? for very long. <laughs> yeah, you got to like love it. All right, Jason. Bye-bye. Thank see, you. See you soon, my buddy. All right, take, take care. care. Bye-bye. What a Bye. great guy, everybody. Jason what is, he's a sweetheart. Guy. We love him. We met Jason about five or six years ago, and we bonded and became good buddies. He's a cool guy, and he's very cool uh, with gay people and everybody people. He's just a wonderful person. He absolutely so, is. All right, everybody. So now we want to do a little commercial. You can hear the Jimmy Star Show weekly, you guys. Our home station, W4CY, with the fabulous Ron Russell. No, no, no. no. Fabulous, gorgeous, perfect. Fabulous, gorgeous, perfect. perfect. Ron Russell, Danielle, and wait, Scotty wait, J. Wait, wait, wait. No, you have to get it right. Fabulous, perfect, beautiful, and also very modest. Ron Russell. Ron Russell. Danielle and Scotty J. <laughs> I'm to... um, you can also hear us on K4 HD Radio in L.A., Hit 1069 FM in New York. 
Jackalope Radio, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Audio Boom, Podomatic, Spreaker, Apple TV, and Podbean. There's about 100 more, but those are the ones everybody knows. On television, you can see us on YouTube, Celebra Media, VIP Television, Comcast, Roku, and Vimeo. Yay, and the spell check is correct, everybody. Jason spells his name J-A-S-S-O-N-F-I-N-N-E-Y, Jason Finney. There you go. And in the chat room, Eileen was telling everybody how you, like, Took her on a car ride up a, up a mountain going 80 miles an hour in your little red, yellow convertible. <laughs> First of all, it's an exaggeration. I got a ticket, $378 ticket for speeding. And the cop was very nice because he only wrote that I was doing 65 in a 50 zone when I was doing 75 in a 65 zone. In a 50 zone. Whatever, I can't. <laughs> I, can't. I think of that ticket and I, I think, Jesus, all the... Things I could have bought with that money instead of giving it to a cop. Anyway, so how about um, let's go to uh, uh, Scotty J. Yes. Does it seem like our, our guest is online now? I need a girdle. Yes. So let's let's play a video and, and call her and we'll bring her no, in. How's I, that? I really need a girdle. I have to get a waist cincher, some kind of girdle because I'm getting so middle heavy. That's okay. Yeah, I need a oh, Why is the camera so hot? Why That's what they see over there. They don't see all of that. Oh, so good, worry. good. You don't see my belly. Because <laughs> I look like I really need a girdle. And Anybody there's so many people. You don't need a girdle. No, I would wear one. I'd wear, I, I would wear a waist cincher. I could bring my waist in about four inches with a waist cincher. All right, anyway. So do you guys have the Ormash reel, you guys? Yeah. You got it? I do. All right, so on Enjoy, we'll play it, and then we'll get her on the line. All right, everybody, now we have Comedian coming on. She's fabulous. Her name is Ormesh. Here is her reel. I hope you like it. Enjoy. Little Puff. Little. My first name is Or. My last name is Mash. My full name means... The light of the Messiah. People think that sometimes because I was in the IDF, I served for two years in the Israeli army, I was like really tough. I was the most stoner, lazy Israeli soldier in the army. Should I start right now? Are we recording? One, two, three. Hi, everybody! I shouldn't say hi, right? <laughs> okay, and action. Oh, you're supposed to say that to me. Fuck you. Hey, I gotta go. Ari, how are you doing, Bubula? Hey, 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 hey! Don't try to on me. You really fucked me over with those business cards, man. I got you half off those business cards. You got me half off of those business cards, but the other half of the business cards with this other guy's business. Ari, tell me, who the fuck is Shemesh, the kosher plumber? What is this? He's an old client of mine. Hey, you got some paying gigs out of it. That's pretty good for a new comic. I got comic. some paying gigs. People thought it was a combo service. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let's do Shlambayit, I'll make it up to you, okay? All right, all right, listen. This might be a lucky day. Meet my boy, Eliyahu. Eliyahu? Eliyahu is getting closer to his religion. Come here, come here, come here. Listen. I can't do this. What, what do you mean, come on, no, come on. Nobody's gonna know. Nobody. What do, you, what do you mean nobody's gonna know? They're gonna see my shit on this fucker, and they're gonna trace it back to me. Hey, hey, hey. Nobody's gonna trace anything back to you. Relax. It's not like it's gonna be that noticeable. Come on, Ari. Not noticeable. 
Alright, 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 dude. What do you need, man? I got menorahs, I got dreidels, I got hella yarmulkes, man. I got pizza yarmulke, I got an emoji yarmulke, I got tits yarmulkes. Great at the bachelor parties. Buy one, get one free. Just for you. Just today. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on. Come in, come in. This is for you. What is this? I don't need this. On the house. I don't need this. No, maybe we can get dinner sometime, huh? You're making everything, now, now things are weird right now. It's weird. What's weird as fuck is that you're into all this nasty Asian stuff and I just happen to be Asian and my boyfriend's black. So like, what are you, listening through the wall or something? I'm not listening to, are you insane? Why would I listen to you through the wall? You think I'm into those like weird role playing, uh, a boss, bad secretary. Ooh, I've been a bad secretary. Ooh, spank me boss. Spank them into your documents boss. Whatever weird shit you got going on over there with your boyfriend. I'm not into it. And by the way, the fact that you're Asian and your boyfriend's black does not mean I'm forbidden from the genre. You can't claim the genre. I'm not claiming the fucking genre, okay? You should know that um, black on Asian porn is a very popular niche. Listen, it makes me uncomfortable that this is what you masturbate to and it's weird as fuck, so go find yourself a different fucking niche, okay? Okay, but I, before I tell you my name, I need to know that you're not from immigration. Oh! All right, we're back. We are live. Hey, everybody, we're back. We're live and we're echoing. <laughs> so we couldn't get her online. We're not sure what the problem is. We're trying to work it out now, everybody. Um, but that was the real for Ormash, the comedian that we're going to hopefully be talking to in a minute. And uh, in the meantime, while we're trying to get it, I thought we would like do a play a cool music video. The name of the group is Drop Top Alibi. They're going to be coming on the show sometime next month, probably. And they have a new single coming out on Friday, which is going to be a uh, a great, great song, rock and roll song. But this is the song they have called Home. Do you guys both have that? Yeah. Are you still echoing? Nope. Because I have to turn down. I'm uh... I'm going to get a snack. While that song is playing, because I'm hungry. Talking to Jason, he got me hungry. I need some carbs. Yeah, How about you, those? You guys right have both now. have the home video? Yes, I do. I know you do, but I didn't hear anything from Scott. Yes, yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just I'm chatting with Orr here. All right, we're going to do it on, on uh, we're going to play it on uh, on Enjoy then. All right, everybody, while we get Orr on the line, here's Drop Top Alibi, and the name of the song is Home. This morning, shouting out their warning. So many hours in the black hole of a cave, she don't know if she'll be safe. And as she's walking round the midnight. God to make it all
guys Yay. we're back we're live all right everybody that was ian garen the name of the single is cry it's off his uh, album irreplaceable yep oh Which, hey <laughs> she went outside we and now we get to see her <laughs> i finally made it oh my gosh good hello can you turn it sideways by any chance yes Oh, look, and now we get to see you in all your beautiful glory. <laughs> Thank you. you got I'm nice, sorry for the delay. Nice teeth. I like your teeth. Thank you. Check out these glasses, hey? They're cool, too. Hey, hey. <laughs> all right, so all right, so let us introduce you for everybody. Are you driving as you're going along? You might want to park or something. Be careful. No, oh, I'm not driving. It's okay. <laughs> it looks like the background's moving. <laughs> oh, I'm in the car, but uh, but I'm not driving. Oh, show us who's driving. Davey's driving. Hey, Davey, what's up? Wait, he... <laughs> up and we lost her. <laughs> yeah, Davey, that Davey. was quick. Hit that was point. hilarious. There we go. Oh. She's back. Davey, see, you broke the whole, like, chain. Make sure you guys don't drive under any bridges and stuff so we don't lose the internet. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got nice teeth also. <laughs> Right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented and gorgeous 
comedian extraordinaire or mash hello and welcome to the show thank you for having me so good to it's so good to finally connect yes absolutely um so let me introduce you to everybody starting off with my cool outrageous man about town co-host mr ron russell shalom <laughs> shalom <laughs> is that the only thing you know in hebrew though or do you know more oh more? i i know more yiddish than you know Oh my! That's for sure. I don't speak Yiddish at all. No, nothing, nothing. <laughs> and I also know antique Jewish, Brooklyn Jewish. You I want to hear that. Okay, like you know, a yenta, a yakna. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know what a yenta is. You know what a yakna is. And then our famous yeah. saying: "You should live so long. <laughs> you should live and yeah, be well." Like you know, I'm Jewish. I'm an Italian Jew, and uh, I, so I know a lot about being Jewish. Are you kidding? Yeah. Coming from Brooklyn. Everybody in Brooklyn is either Jewish or Italian. Yeah. Where are you from? Israel. I'm from, I'm from Israel, Tel Aviv. Okay. And so, yeah, I, I speak Hebrew, and um, I, I know nothing in Yiddish, and not, Israelis don't know Yiddish at all. But Itali- <laughs> I'll tell you what, we're pretty close because the Italian culture and the, and the Israeli culture is, is similar. It's, they, they, don't, um, they don't mess around. They, they say it straight, straightforward, it's direct, and they don't take no for an answer. That's, oh, that's our little dog. That's Boy, all true. Like it's all true. So hold on. That's, we got people to say hi to. We have a chat room full of people. We have, we have Canada, Germany, uh, Australia, the United States, a whole bunch of places represented. So say hey to everybody in the chat room. Hey, everybody. There you go. And then we also have... Uh, our, our, our engineer is the one that's been trying to communicate with you. Uh, his name is Scotty J, so say hi to Scotty J. Oh, look, you're home. Hi, Scotty. <laughs> I'm finally home. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And I got my are. backpack. I look like a schoolgirl. <laughs> right. It's the life of a comedian, guys. I'm taking you through it. <laughs> and then we also have uh, Danielle at the W4CY studios in Florida. So say hi to Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Hello, welcome to the show. Oh my God, what a beautiful voice! I didn't expect that. Thank <laughs> you. you Eat hear that, Ron. Eat that. She was like, "Hello." You gotta hear what you gotta hear what she really sounds like. I taught her how to talk like Ava Gardner. I really. She really talks, talks like I don't know what. Like, like Minnie Mouse. A, oh my God. <laughs> I really talk like this, to be quite honest. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Okay, so where are you? Are you you're in L.A. right? I'm in L.A. right now in Studio City. Um, I had some meetings uh, pushed over. That's why you caught me in the car. And I was like, Davey, drive! I've got an interview! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, now, now I'm home, Studio City. Con- well, congratulations, first of all, uh, on the fact that I hear you're the new co-host on Sam in the Morning, which is a, an amazing show on L.A. Talk Radio. And uh, I heard you got it because you were so funny. Thank you. Thank you. I, I try my best. So hold your phone up a little teeny bit because now we don't see your eyes. There you go. <laughs> what? You could only see my tits or something. No, now we see. You did no. before. <laughs> the pervert, the pervert. The pervert, Scotty J. You mentioned tits and he's all ears. Awesome. It got quiet for a little while. Yeah, um, I was, uh, I was, uh, Sam in the morning uh, interviewed me as, you know, as the talent. 
and we just hit it off. We had a, a great flow together and a great vibe. And uh, that night, he he offered me the the co-host position, and we've been together ever since. It's been a lot of fun. And, you know, it's really nice for me because, yeah, I understand I come from Israel. It's a different culture, so everything here is new for me. So I get to see all these artists and all these new people that come on a show, these interesting people, and I am living the wildest dream I could have. <laughs> wait, wait till you've interviewed over 4,000 like I have. It's not so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so I read this thing, though. No, I read this thing uh, in a in an interview online about you um, coming from uh, coming from Israel, and that when you came to LA, you know, people say "see you later," and that you had no idea that that actually means that they have no intention of ever seeing you again. Because in Israel, if you say "see you later," like people pull out their calendars and pick out a date when they're going to see yes. you, and I thought That's... that shit was hilarious. So you have all kinds of like things that are different here that that. Especially in Los Angeles, the you know the home of the phony everything, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. for that. So, talk darling, about- let's do well, lunch. That's you crap. know what? I'll tell you another story. It wasn't just to see you later. I was in uh, I was in Hawaii, and we were we were at the beach parking lot. It was a, a busy day. It was you know it was it was a weekend, and it was our cue to get in the car. My friend was like, "Let me, let me just because he couldn't reverse the car." I was like, "Let me, let me circle, and I'll back." go save the spot so i go up to save the spot all of a sudden this guy comes and i was like hey what do you think you're doing you can't save the spot and then he starts fighting with me and then he backs up to me and then he leaves the car and he has like and i'm like why are you behaving like that we started a little bit of a thing and he goes you know what you have a nice day and i'm like did he just tell me to go fuck myself <laughs> yes yes he did yes he did all the people that told me to have a nice day, I was like, no, not all of them meant that. <laughs> no, no, no. Next time somebody says, go have a nice day, you say, go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's all. I would. If he said it to me sarcastic like that, I'd say, yeah, you go fuck yourself now. Actually, you guys, too. That sounds uh, like, a New York, like a New York Italian Jew to me. That's me, baby. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, tough New Yorker. <laughs> Nobody gets away with shit with me. You're nice to me. I'm the best. I will do anything I can for you. But you want to play nasty with me? I warn you, don't. Yeah. yeah. So I, uh, Israelis are similar. I also don't. I also read in the same article that your name or mash. Um, or means light in Hebrew, and and I, I I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but something how you thought maybe your parents named you Or because you were going to be the light of their life as the first child, but realistically they didn't know if you were going to be a boy or a girl. It doesn't matter. The name applies. To um, both. so it's gender neutral. So they yeah. named you Or. Yeah, but but you but, could be okay, a boy but... or a girl with Or. Check Go ahead. Out. It goes even deeper, right? The plot gets even thickens because my last name, Mash, is short for Messiah. So my full name and Or means light. So my full name in Hebrew translates to the light of the Messiah. Do you understand me? Do What's you know better? what happens? What's better than that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember a few times I went to the rabbis to get their blessing. They heard my name. They start asking me questions. <laughs> I mean, listen, listen, how about the Catholics when they name themselves Jesus Christ? Yeah. You know, I mean, really. So your name is beautiful. Yeah, no, I know. So I shouldn't it to Mash. I don't want to freak people out. But uh, but that's, that's you know, 
For those of you out there that don't know who the Messiah is, do you think people don't know who the Everybody Messiah is? Everybody knows who the... You think, Jimmy, do you know who the Messiah Everybody is? Everybody knows who the Messiah is. You tell is. me who the Messiah well, the, is. Uh, well, they, Jimmy's they a guy. No, they don't believe in the same Messiah. <laughs> Jimmy got a, is so guy-ish you could puke. Everybody's got a different... Because <laughs> Jewish people don't believe in, in the same Messiah as, as like a, a wasp does. No, honey, the Jews definitely believe in the Messiah. A different he's, Messiah. He's coming. They call him the Mashiach. He's the coming. Messiah. Our yeah. Messiah is coming. Yours already came and went. Yeah, mine already came and went. So, <laughs> also, you guys, if you want to follow follow Ormash, she's on Twitter. I'm Ormash. I M O R M A S H. And if you want her on Facebook, you can go to facebook.com slash Ormash Potato. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell the people it's all mashed, like all mashed potatoes. <laughs> That's funny. Which you gotta like love. So I, how old are you? You look very, very young. Uh, let me tell you something. Somewhere around the age of six to fifteen, I stopped growing mentally. Uh, <laughs> you have to to be a comic. And I think that's why I became a comedian because it allows me to really be the the child that I am. And and when I go on stage, I try my best to bring the the child out of the audience. You know that kind of those moments where you didn't have a care in the world and 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 you you were just goofing around. I understand so well. I've done stand up for forty years, and now I'm going to be eighty in May. And wow! Yeah, and it's wonderful to be ha to have the freedom of our show because we're unfiltered, uncensored, and we can say what we like, and we're not scripted, so it all comes off the top of our head. And yes, I am eighty, going on twenty three. <laughs> yeah, actually. Exactly. We should tell because she's got she's got a podcast that she does with somebody I don't know who it is because I didn't write it down but it's called the Fuck That Podcast and they do it at the Comedy Store. <laughs> what is yeah. the Fuck That Podcast? Tell everybody called, what that is. So uh, it's called the Fuck That Podcast. It's a storytelling podcast that we interview all kinds of uh, public personas, public figures, comedians, artists, musicians, and they all share their story about that time that they had to go. You know what? Fuck that. And they had to. <laughs> oh, that was plenty of that in my life. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We should have. We should have you guys on the podcast. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. If I've said, "Fuck it," that was my thing. Not fuck that, but fuck it. Everything that went wrong in my fifty-eight years in show business, I said, "Oh fuck it. Who cares? Fuck it." So that's better than fuck that. And so we have yeah. a question for you, too. And this is actually from Scotty J. He texted it to me, so I guess he doesn't want to ask you. But I'm going to ask you the question. And it says, since Ormash and Gal Gadot both had to serve in the Israeli military, could Ormash kick Wonder Woman's ass? <laughs> oh, my God. Let me tell you something. I have been a very different soldier. I'm more like Gal Gadot, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I even have a joke about it when I say, you know, uh, there's a lot of co I hear a lot of competition in the industry, and you always they always tell me, "Oh, you're so lucky you don't have to put up with a competition because there's a lot of a lot of not a lot of Israeli entertainers." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? The only other Israeli chick who made it in this industry is Wonder Woman." <laughs> I, was, I was like, "I don't know." Yes, I don't know if you know this, but Gagado, did you know that she shot uh, Wonder Woman when she was pregnant? Oh you no, know I didn't that? know that. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. The closest I ever came to that is the other week when I wondered if I was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> you got to love it. Plus, you have a tour that she does, and I'm, I'm bringing it up on purpose. Um, 
It's a reality show and tour called the Nobody's Funny Tour. It's a bunch of female comedians. And besides you being it, one of the other ones, because Ron loves her, is Eugenia Kuzmina. Oh, oh yeah, love, Eugenia. Eugenia. I love the best. Eugenia. So funny, love, so talented. And so sweet and so gorgeous. Oh my God. You know, the first time I met her, I couldn't get my eyes off of her. She's just a Grace Kelly classic beauty. And the personality was shy and lovely. I'm crazy about her. I think she's a great gal. Do you know her? Best. Yeah, they're on tour. I together. do. We go on tour. Oh, together. you're on tour. We go on comedy tour yeah, together. We have, have a comedy crew. we have a oh. comedy group called The Nobodies. We go on tour so, together. So is she. Is she nice in person or is she a bitch? She's the best. She is the best. She's one of the nicest, sweetest, People. silliest human beings I know. Really? I really took to her immediately. Yeah, she's, she's, she's very real, down to earth. I, You know, lately, I think I've been lucky enough to have a lot of really talented women uh, surround me. I do the podcast with Jahan Sabir. She's a comedian, very funny girl. I go on tour with the Nobodies, uh, very funny women. And then I started working on a, on a TV show called Needs with my sister, um, we have a production company called Mash Sisters, and we're doing a lot of a lot of uh, of comedy and also female oriented sketches and 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 shows, all kinds of things like that. So um, I feel like this year I've been working with a lot of talented women in the comedy industry. And well, you, why is your English so good? You know what? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you sound like you're from New York, too. I love it. I used to live in New York for a year. I used to watch a lot of TV. I love, I love New Yorkers. I can get a cup of coffee. I can say, forget about it. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> forget about it. And coffee. It. Co and it. coffee. Coffee. I think, I think that people that I love, I somehow get the... Get get their accent somehow, and I kind of because I because I love the culture or something. I I I, I my body learns the whole. No, but not only that. not only the accent, but you know all the words. Most people can speak English, but they don't know all the words. You do. That's you know this. You know the slang words. You know the the real words, not just the proper English. That's funny. If I would have uh, worked at the radio, not knowing any words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, how many generations Israeli are you? Um, third, third generation Israeli. Yeah, and my my grandmother when she was a child, they would they lived in Jerusalem. They had seas on Jerusalem, and uh, yeah, my family was was one of the first Israelis that that were there. Very patriotic people, um, which was hard for my father because I was a very lazy soldier. I wasn't the most motivated soldier. I always did my job, but um, I wasn't like a combat. I was 18. You know, when you're 18, you're, just, you're dumb. <laughs> you're, you're, in, you're in Wonderland. You're so dumb. You're now, so dumb when you're 18 and then they now, send you to the army. It really, but it really builds character. I always say the, the army makes a man more of a man and a woman more of a man. And uh, <laughs> But did your great-grandmother, were they part of the exodus? Uh, what is the exodus? Ex exodus is when everybody was escaping uh, anti-Semitism and they went to Israel. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, they were in Egypt, so they didn't have the whole so Holocaust part. They had they had different. Well, Jews wherever they go, something's gonna happen. So, 
if it's if it was if it's in the Euro, it's Europe, then they had the Holocaust. But in, the Jews that lived in in Egypt and they, they were also kind of had a hard time, so they had to go to Israel. So finally, Jews has a country. Which, by the way, it was funny because six days after it, there was the, the a day after they declared it, there was the war um, going on. But you know, Jews are always going to have a tough time. I feel like that's that's why we complain so well. Well, Joe, Joe, I keep telling, you know, I can go to a party and everybody knows I'm Italian because I'm very proud of being an Italian. And they assume that I'm a Catholic. My mother was a Catholic. My father was an Italian Jew. So I have anti-Semitic people sometime in a room not realizing that because I'm Italian, they think I'm Christian. And they'll say something like, oh, those fucking Jews, I hate them all. They're so greedy. Oh, my God. Oh, you America, they're very anti-Semitic. Please, it's all bullshit land here. They all have really? diversity. Oh, diversity, and they love each other. It's all a bunch of shit. Uh, America is so divided, it's disgusting. But anyway, I would have to stick up and say, excuse me, blah, 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 blah. And they say, well, what are you sticking up for them for? I said, because I'm Jewish. How could you be Jewish? You're Italian. You can't be Jewish. I said, excuse me, Jew- Judaism is a religion. It's not a nationality. Unless, of course, you're from Israel. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I, I feel get the word yeah. out. How, get the I word tried, out. Yeah, to get the word out to people that it's a religion. Hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a religion of there's a lot of there's a lot of that going on, and uh, I feel well in LA you don't you don't feel it as much because you know you you you're in Hollywood. Yes. But, um, I I went to a few. It's funny because. I was on tour with Eugenia and all the girls, and then I went to the store. And then one of the girls, uh, she goes, "Oh my God, that 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 sales lady was so uh, racist to you." And I'm like, "What?" And uh, she goes, "Yeah, she was really rude." I was like, "I didn't notice." I was like, "I come from Israel. Everybody's naturally rude." <laughs> <laughs> so I thought she was just, you know, had a bad day or something. So I don't even notice if if they're because <laughs> in Israel, you know, everybody's talking so direct that here it's considered rude. Well, I you know here they they're stupid. They are. <laughs> I mean, I find most Americans not too bright. Uh, they they are so involved with um, Hollywood and movie stars and make believe and crap like that. Uh, when I go to Europe and I sit at a cafe, the young people there are talking politics. They're talking about their country. They're talking about how to change it to start a revolution or to start a war. In our country, you sit and they say, oh, Donald Trump is a faggot. He's a fat slob. And that's how oh they speak. God. They're terrible. So it's not like young Americans are like Europeans or Israelis, because I have two good friends that are Israeli. They're both males. And they're very political about their country and to f- fight for it and what's going on. I find yeah. that the the majority of young Americans here are too busy with tattoos, spears, rock and roll, and movies. And the Kardashians. And the Kardashians. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I feel like uh, you know Trump. Uh, with Trump, he did he did make more people uh, get into politics, but just because he's he made it more entertainment than than politics. So even Absolutely. if the young people kind of do know what's what's going on, it's more of a more of a gossip-like kind of a conversation. It's, no, it's just, it's just common garbage is what it is. <laughs> Instead of garbage. talking politically, I tell everybody, stop insulting the man, help the man, talk to him, tell him what he should do, tell him what you want him to do, tell him why he was voted in. Don't be negative, be positive. 
yeah. and get and get results. I respect Israel. I've always respected Israel because Israel is a tiny little country, but it's a mighty little country and it's a tough little country and nobody's going to push it around or the Israeli people. The Israeli yeah. people are ready to protect their country. That's and true. I mean with their lives. I wish I could say the same about many people here. Yeah. Well, I I try to explain to people that like when when we are a soldier, Israelis, uh, let's say, go to the battle, it's such a tiny country that that in your head you know that if you if you lose the battle, your family's two hours away. Yes. Ship you overseas. This is a physical uh, threat on the people you love the most, and they're an hour, two hours away. That's it. So you don't lose the battle. There's no such thing. Yeah, because you can't as, lose the battle. Well, the battle yeah, is it. there is no such thing. There is no su- there is we don't have an alternative. Well, there are many countries that will go to war with Israel if Israel goes to war. So, which we don't want war. War is a horrible no. thing. No. So hold on, because we we're gonna we don't have much time, and uh, we're gonna have to bring you back again. Yeah, get because you you're sta- good. We have to get you back at a stationary computer so everybody can sit and see you, because everybody's in the and then we won't be so, then you. we won't be so serious. We'll be crazy. <laughs> and. Uh, but in general, first of all, I saw something on your Instagram. Are you playing at the Comedy Store this Sunday, or is that an old post? Oh, I was as this Sunday. I was at the Comedy Store yesterday. Uh, oh, yes, the Laugh Factory. Uh, okay. I'm back at the Comedy Store every Monday, starting October seventh. Every Monday at the Comedy Store. Uh, I'm actually going to see my mom in Miami and Mexico tomorrow, so that's why I don't have any shows lined up. But uh, beginning of uh, October is when I'll have lots and lots of shows. Um, comedy store, improv, laugh factory, and you know, I usually in my jokes and stuff, I I I I don't get political. I I speak about how it's like being Israeli. I speak about stuff, but I don't I don't really uh, do politics uh, because I want to I want to make feel people that come and come see a show just feel light, feel good about their day. They have to hear politics in their car when they're going to work, you know. They have to, it's the reality of their life. So I'm like, okay, if they came to the comedy club, it's like 10, 10 p.m., let's, let's, let's talk about some silly things. Absolutely. I agree with you. I did stand up and I never got political or talk religion. I only yeah. talk stu- stupid stuff. But anyway. Um, Are you still doing stand up? I'm lucky I could stand up. What are you talking about? <laughs> At my age? No, I make movies now. I'm film. I do film work, and of course, our show every week. I've been doing it for eight years now, so I'm working. But I'm going to tell you something. We're coming to see you on one of your October Mondays, okay? Yes, God, and we'll get to really meet fun. you. We'll get to meet you and and chat further, because I think you're a very delightful, sweet, nice girl, and I like you. And we also have a we have a red carpet thing for the Mars Rocks projects on October. 18th it's a friday um and it's a concert in in at ucla i mean in, at some club uh in in anyway i'm gonna send holly information to see if you want to come it'll be a lot of fun oh I yeah and bring you and tell you yeah. yeah and tell no, eugene yeah. wait tell eugene to come also because she came to the last thing we did and uh she didn't stay long i forgot the girl she was with a friend of hers we had a blast who uh had to go had to leave so eugene had to leave but yeah, bring, we had a blast. Yeah, bring you, Gina. We gotta go. So everybody, this is Ormash. You guys Listen. follow her on Instagram. I'm Ormash. 
You need to get on. You need to get on uh, Twitter, and you need to uh, do Facebook.com slash or mashed potatoes. We want to thank Holly for setting this whole thing up. We're going to see you soon, you and guys. we will. When you have stuff to to promote, and you're back and going, we'll bring you back and have a longer time to talk. And we're going to bring you, you back guys. where you. you guys are the best. Enjoy. And have fun in Miami. I'm from bye there. Bye. That's where shalom, I was born. Shalom. 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 Bye. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning into the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. We'll see you guys next week. Chat room. Goodbye. We had a blast. Thanks, Danielle. Thanks, Scotty J. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Jimmy, 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 Jimm